Before all time was the Word. Before it all began, the Word was God. God was our refuge, the Word. Before I was delivered from rebellion, healed in an area, recovered in, from alcoholism, prayed a prayer, the Word remains God is our refuge. While we're walking around, okay, uh, wondering, with, with the lack of impulse control in our thinking, God remains our refuge. While our children reach into their wardrobe to put on a new set of clothes each day, God is their refuge. And God is their refuge even though they're making the same choice to put on clothes of pride to cover up their unresolved fears. God is their refuge. All things, it says, were made by him and came into existence by him. Therefore, all the signs of great God's great goodness sitting in the pews of faith Baptist were made by him and come into existence. In other words, erased by him. All of the Jeremiah's, all of the Daniels of faith Baptist were not only made by him, but come into existence through him. Our family and our childhood were made and come into existence through him, because God is our refuge. Now, since he is declared to be the breaker, one has to wonder what kind of overflow or what amount of oil is about to spill out of you and I out of our containers to others in their time of need. Well, let's examine what the need might be. Whose child is not here yet? but is about to get a change of outfits. The outfits of shame, the outfits of guilt, the outfits of nakedness. Where will the breakup break in, causing us to have greater emotional energy and stamina before the crisis? In the beginning of our trauma, in the beginning of our abandonment, in the beginning of our alienation, in the beginning of our isolation, God is our refuge. The word is our refuge. Therefore, when we witness the Bristol, Connecticut shooting of two police officers, God is our refuge. When we watch before our eyes the horror and the crushing blow to the people of Raleigh, North Carolina, whether we're hurt, torn, wounded, broken, suffered great loss, frightened and upset, God is our refuge, giving us an opportunity to make a comeback. As we watch the immigrants step off the bus in New York City, wondering like many of us at times, what do we do next? God is our refuge. And we have things in common with these immigrants. There are areas still in our lives, I know myself, I can raise both hands, that are still maybe unrenewed in our minds. Maybe there's some areas that still need more regeneration in our lives. So we, through the power of the Most High, and of his love can overshadow us and we can touch, be touched for those immigrants. That, and we, we, even when our hearts are hurting, not just our body parts over racism, he is very interested in us. His compassion sticks with us. The breaker is so interested in our healing, okay, he will camp out right in the middle of our hurt, affliction,
religious and injustice. And even while many last night overnight slept in a car, God is their refuge. Now here's the thing I had to come to terms with on my journey. First, I underestimated me. Then I underestimated people, okay, how the breakup, the king, would go before you and I, where we're weak. He would go before us, and his compassionate arm would reach out and lift us up, whether we stumbled or we got it right, because God remains our refuge. And he remains our refuge even before someone opens our mouth to us, and they give us a, a wonderful compliment by saying, you're a great prayer warrior. You're a great engineer. Whatever the case might be, you and I can appreciate him so much, especially where he's taken us by the hand and moves us along where we felt insecure, inadequate, where we felt shaky and unsafe. He remains our refuge. The king who is our head steps into these places because he's so interested in our recovery and our restoration. And then it says the word became flesh. So God, our refuge, becomes flesh and fights for us in the place. So he's fighting for our testimony. Where, where anxiety, loss, fear are still getting the best of us. He will move us along for Jesus' sake. And even though we may be having a tough time or a continuous uphill battle due to many bills or frustrations, okay, Jesus, the breakup, will move us forward. He will move us forward in the place of disappointment or others who have taken advantage of us. Yes, yes, we allow the time. Others, by our choice, to take advantage of us. Yet the Holy Spirit reminds us how he feels towards us. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know our great king is watching over us. This means it is being made more, even though it's being made more challenging for our elderly to vote, by the grace of God, you and I can help refuse to let anyone handcuff us, making it harder to vote. Voting matters to our God. And a push comes to show, just like he did with Dave, and just like he did with former President Trump, okay, for love's sake, he will call you on the carpet, the Holy Spirit. All for the for the for a part of this restoration process. Many times, you and I find ourselves going through much, much turbulence for other people. We're in the right place. The Word has great compassion and understanding towards our situation. Our compassionate Father is mindful of our daily turbulence. He is our refuge against any plan of the enemy. God, our refuge, lives beyond our turbulence. And due to him living beyond our turbulence, he can know, he can recognize, he can hear, and quickly discern the cry of our heart. I remember people said to us, when nothing else could help, love lifted me. Since our God hears better than I do, this power hour I'm here to announce, he is responding to the cries of his people. For a wayward child, a grandson in hot water, a great financial challenge, a health issue with many complicating parts to it. Therefore, when nothing else could help, our God makes the decision to stand up for you and I and his 
great compassionate heart, like a flood, lifts up a standard against the enemy. This means others we are connected to will flourish again. But here's the interesting part when they flourish again. Who will believe our report when they flourish again? Who will believe our report is just who will stand for us? Who will believe our report when you, you and I are put on trial for Jesus' sake? Jesus holding out a verdict in his hand, reading out loud the verdict to us. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. To say, wait a minute, Brother Nick, what do you mean by case dismissed? Well, let me give you an example. I have an incorrect thought towards the co-pastor that leads me to align with another counsel towards her. Now I'm stuck in that definitely means the spirit of truth to help me. So, so I need the spirit of truth to notify whether it's D.C. Gladden, the Reverend McGee, the son to plead for me, and plead for me, and plead for me, for God's mercy for me. What I never took in consideration, okay, I did not, regarding that thought, I did not have the ability to enforce what I thought was true. Therefore, the counsel falls to the ground. The spirit and truth operating in Dr. Glass or Reverend McGee, or whatever we want to use this afternoon, is starting it is starting to get the destiny. And now I'm starting to see where I thought it was a copy love and a noble cause. It was love with a hook on it. The motive was love with a hook on it. Therefore, case dismissed. When you and I are tempted to throw in the towel, our God and his great mercy lifts up a standard against the enemy. Many months ago, I said to Pastor Adams, you're dangerous to the enemy. I'm reminded that to each member is dangerous as the oil overflows from place to place and heart to heart. His desire for the oil is to reach every part of our soul so that you and I can make forward progress and have success. He is very interested in the hurting parts of us, the broken sides of us, where we're disheartened, and all the emotional losses in our life. Even when we go the wrong way in our disobedience, he bears the grief on our behalf and is able to bring us back to himself. You and I are about to stand in awe of him. In the everlasting arms of our great God is to continue to renew our strength. Because the Father has a great love upon and upon the life of his disobedient son, Jonah. And he's not planning for his investment in grace, mercy, and love to come up short. Just to encourage us, Acts 2.39 lets us know the promise of the Holy Spirit is to you and for you and your children and to all that are far away, even to and as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come for himself. Oh, God, to those words, did. Several weeks ago, Pastor Adams was admonishing us to wait, to weep, and rejoice. I believe the desire of the Holy Spirit is to lengthen our faith, to wait, to weep, and rejoice. This means God, who is the breaker, is going to provide the grace and the strength we need to bring this to pass. Sometimes, sometimes the how-to in getting us there comes to Pastor Gloria Alayer. After Pastor's messages and Dr. Bertain's first licensing message, Pastor Gloria and love 
if they and beckoning the online audience is addressing could up to him. Yet those weary words come up in my life under reevaluation. Those words are saying to me, okay, these words equally apply to you. How can you and I utilize these words to make application by coming to him? And as you and I come to him, here's the good news. Somebody's prophecy, somebody's dreams are going to be resurrected and rekindled. You and I are assigned in the field. Love never fails to work. When your heart is still hurting over racism, from God's goodness, you're assigned. When you do not know if you're coming or going in the area of your life with anxiety still gets the best of you, through the word of his love operating through you, you're assigned. When we cry to our God, have mercy on us, he remembers we're assigned. And before you and I testify our next testimony, you are assigned. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Gloria, and all the members of Faith Baptist Church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was wonderful. Indeed, that was wonderful.